Hello, UT students, faculty, staff, and community members, whoever might be listening. My name is Julie Gunn, and welcome to the first episode of the 2022 to 2023 Arts and Science Student Union podcast. So just a little bit of a preface on this podcast. We decided as the Arts and Science Student Union that after two years of being online, everyone's pretty sick and tired of feeling isolated. At the same time, you know, commuter students, especially out there for you, you might be looking for something to do on campus, finding resources, or just trying to find something that conglomerates everything you need into one accessible format. So why not, as a student union that serves over 27,000 undergraduate students, put those in an accessible format for all of you. So whether you're on your morning commute, going back home, at the gym, whatever the case, we hope this podcast will be helpful to you in some way or another as we bring in a ton of different guest speakers every month. We feature different topics and different resources, and hopefully you find some use out of that. So as I said, my name is Jolie. I'm an executive student here at the Arts and Science Student Union. This is my second year on the union. And today on our very first episode, we are honored to be joined here by Gavin, who is actually one of the staff members also at the Arts and Science Student Union. So I'll now turn it over to Gavin to introduce himself and tell us a little bit about the union and what he does. Well, thanks, Jolie. And that's a wonderful introduction. My name is Gavin Nowlin. I'm the student advisor here at the Arts and Science Students Union. So my job really is to uh, liaise with students, uh, answer academic questions, uh, assist the executive, and basically be an all-around uh, help to the students and the faculty of arts and science in no matter what, uh, <laughs> no matter what they need uh, in their academic life. Yeah, so why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about the union itself and how we serve students and what kind of students could use our resources? Well, the Arts and Science Students Union is mainly an academic union, and we are here for full-time arts and science students. So if you are an arts and science student in the faculty on the St. George campus, we're your one-stop uh, academic shop. This is actually our 50th year. We were founded wow. in 1972, so we're celebrating our 50th year this year, and uh, we're hoping to do a special uh, alumni reunion event in the winter semester, but ASU basically was created as a way to make sure that arts and science students feel like they've got their academic needs uh, heard in the faculty and their concerns can be raised uh, to the faculty themselves, like the dean and the vice deans. So our job here in the union is both to be the voice for students, but also to be a place where students can come and get their questions answered, provide support, do academic events, have a little bit of fun at the same time, and basically just make their uh, community in arts and science a little bit closer. Yeah, so just for context, ASU's older than both of us then, yeah. uh, which makes it a pretty long-standing union. And also, if you ever need anything, you can find us in Sid Smith Hall. So that's 100 St. George Street, I'm pretty sure, and mm-hmm. room 1068. So it's a big pink building. It's pretty hard to miss. And as of right now, we have a ton of Halloween decorations. So we stand out pretty clearly. So if you ever need anything, just sort of wave hello, come stop by, and we'd be more than happy to see you. So... I guess now turning over back to you then, Gavin, how are you doing and how has the return back to in-person, how has the new year been, how are you finding things and just I guess what feedback have you been hearing from students in general? That's a great question, Jolie. How am I doing? I'm doing really well actually and I'm nice. gonna, I, I think there's one thing that I've really missed during the previous two years for the pandemic and mm-hmm. that's been able to see students on campus face to face. I think we've all we've all had uh, the transition to Zoom learning, Zoom social events. It's been um, it's been manageable for a couple of years, but I really feel like there's a vibe on campus right mm-hmm. now, or there was at the beginning of the semester. Yeah, it's midterms yeah. now, so <laughs> it's a little <laughs> bit a little bit muted vibe. But the the vibe on campus is 
incredibly positive right now, and I've picked up on that. Mm -hmm. I really feel like I've been re-energized as someone who works with students to see everyone back on campus and to basically just be able to have those sort of one-on-one -on -one individual, um, like not serious conversations, but sort yeah. of like the yeah. check-in conversations that are, that are harder to do online or through email because mm -hmm. you know students may not think that what they're bringing to our union office are important from day yeah. to day. It's the simple stuff that sort of when you talk to students, you suddenly mm -hmm. realize that um, being able to have that space for them to have, you know, the the easy conversations allows them then mm -hmm. to start asking us about more um, more important and more serious topics in yeah. the faculty. So I've really I've really enjoyed that. Yeah. So I guess one thing students can take away from that is that no question really is too big or too small. Just because you think a question isn't something that you would bring to a union or your typical union, I guess we can just say that we are not at your typical <laughs> union. And again, we really do appreciate hearing student comments and concerns. And sometimes one question that one student has applies to a ton of other students. Absolutely. So we might actually be picking up on feedback that we didn't even mm -hmm. know was out there or that's, concerns. Jolie, that's a great point. We've, in my experience, we've had students come by our office mm -hmm. just with questions they may not think are important to other students. Yeah. And we suddenly realize that what they've just identified is something mm -hmm. that is affecting the lives of tens of thousands of students in the yeah. faculty. And we can take those questions to the executive of, of the Arts and Science Students Union and also bring them up to the deans mm -hmm. um, in our monthly deans meetings. Yeah. Do you have any, if you're comfortable with this, do you have any examples through your time here? Because you've been here for a little bit of time. I've been here for yeah. some time. Yeah. There have been, I'm, I'm trying to think of off the top of my head, um, there's been a couple. I mean, one, one thing actually, this is really um, relevant to students right now, is that a couple years ago students were just in the office hanging out asking mm -hmm. why we got a full week off in February for reading week right. and only got at the time uh, two days off in the in the fall oh it's terrible yeah so we had we really there was in, in November we had what was called the November break and it was only Monday yeah. and Tuesday and that's it mm -hmm. and students were asking why why is there no actual like if we're in a full semester semestered system you know we've got one like a, a fall term and then a spring term why does the f spring term have a huge break right. that, that students can study and so we brought this up to the executive we talked a bit and we brought it up to the dean's office and the dean basically said oh it's that's just the way it's been for a couple of years we don't think that students would appreciate having a condensed uh, time in the in the fall something like this and we said you know I don't, we don't think that's actually true. <laughs> so we had a referendum, actually. We brought that student's concern to everyone in the faculty, and we had a referendum. It passed, like it had a huge mandate, yeah. and we took those uh, results to the dean and said, hey, students want a full week off in November if you can make it happen, and within the next year, there was a full fall break. That was fast. Yeah, so the, the this year. is the kind of thing. It started just with the student coming into our office saying, hey, like, what, what is the reason why we only have two days yeah. off? And we said, you're right. That's actually a really great question. Why is it that we only have two days off? And we worked with other groups yeah. on campus, but we made that happen. That's fantastic. And mm -hmm. all of that just from one student who just sat in here. Just just coming to the office and, and asking us a, a, a question that we we just always had taken it for granted, you mm -hmm. know, that there was a, a shortened fall break and then a longer one in the mm -hmm. spring. But there was no real reason for it. Yeah. So I guess you did mention this briefly, but students come in here all the time just to chat with us casually. It's a bit of a relaxed environment. How do you think that makes us different from other unions? Or, you know, what kind of student concerns would we address that is distinct from other groups out there? Well, f first off, every, every union on campus is different and every union has their own place. And so I'd say I think what I personally uh, appreciate about the office is that we're really... Um, we're student friendly 
and student focused. And not that other offices aren't mm -hmm. focused on student services, because they are. We like to pride ourselves on being a place where anyone in the faculty, no matter what their program, no matter what the point of view is, can come in and, and mm -hmm. have a conversation, get, get their services provided, you know? And I'd say that what makes us special is just that we are, I think, at the core, academically focused. Yes. That's, I'd say, the biggest thing is that, you know, obviously there's a lot of stereotypes about U of T students being too, uh, <laughs> too, too work focused without anything yeah. else going on in their lives. We take that to heart. We take that as a point of pride. And yes. so we're, we're academics first, we're students first, and then the rest of um, the variety of life on campus comes out of that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, that's what we're grounded in is, is yeah. being students first. Yeah, and I guess one thing I just add to that is I think what also makes us different is that students can actually reach us on a bunch of different platforms. So it's not even just you have to come into the office or give us a phone call, which of course you're more than welcome to do, but you can also find us on a ton of different social media platforms. So if you're just lounging around at home or if you're in a jam-packed schedule and don't have much time, you can send us a DM, you can add us on Reddit, you can reach our Facebook page, whatever is best for you, and we will get back to you in a pretty timely manner. So really always there for you whenever you need it. I think that's what makes ASU really special. Yeah, I think, yeah, that students appreciate that they can reach us no matter what, in person, online, yeah. like we're always there. Yeah, so then I guess, why don't you tell us a little bit more about going back to in person, and what you're most excited about for the next couple years, how you see things changing, or how you kind of see students adjusting, and you know, any pieces of advice you would mm -hmm. give them as we transition back? I think, I mean, I think that we, should not abandon some of the things we've learned from online classes right. and, and online events. I'd say that in some respects, the pandemic years uh, were positive for accessibility. Mm -hmm. we, we never used to have online options for some of our meetings or mm -hmm. hosting events where uh, we would have a speaker do like a Zoom lecture or like a, you know, a hybrid meeting. That was never something that we thought was feasible. And then the pandemic showed us it was. And so I think that we don't want to abandon everything from definitely. the pandemic times, yeah. but definitely I'd say that um, it's opened our eyes to ways that education and academic events on campus can be more accessible to students mm -hmm. and varied ways that students can get engaged in the faculty. So I think that I'm looking forward to ways we can adapt what we've learned right. to, to events and uh, to um, initiatives that the Arts and Science Students Union might come up with. I'd also say that I'm most looking forward to, and I've seen it already in our course unions, um, which are the academic clubs that represent all the departments and, mm -hmm. and programs in the faculty, um, the desire for students to be back in person, yeah. meeting other students, hanging out, doing games nights, doing socials, doing academic lectures is incredible. The demand mm -hmm. right now is incredible, and I'm most looking forward to seeing the range and variety of events that students put on over the next yeah. couple of years because I think there's a huge pent-up demand. Yeah, I mean, we also have a couple of events lined up as ASU. We have Exam Gen coming up, we have Coffee House, which are things that we definitely didn't have for the past two years. So for new students and even some older students might not have any recollection of that, but that's going to be pretty exciting, mm -hmm. I think, as we go back. And I think those are great always just for stress relief mm -hmm. as time gets busy, you have tears. And it'll be you know nice to see everyone back in one place. And... I mean, I'm excited for it too. So mm -hmm. fingers crossed. Ab like absolutely. One thing in orientation, I I 
was talking to lots of students back uh, in the beginning of September, and they were like second and third year students who haven't been on campus for yeah. years are incredibly excited to be back mm -hmm. and incredibly excited to get the full university experience, yeah. both positive and negative, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> walking out of the exam center after a three hour lecture or a three hour exam, sorry, <laughs> negative. But, you know, yeah. being able to be on campus and pick up that, um, like the exam vibe, you know, mm -hmm. being in the libraries right now, if you're in Gerstein, if you're in Robarts at this time of year, yeah. you know, there is a vibe that is positive in that yeah. you can see other students really, um, really battering down and getting ready to study. And it, you know, it's motivation. I remember yes. when I was an undergrad, if I was really worried about not being dedicated for, you know, on a Friday night or Saturday mm -hmm. night to study during midterms or finals, I headed to the library and I was yeah. basically like, I better surround myself with people who are focused right now on studying. So exactly. that's, that's a vibe I think students have picked up on. Yeah, I mean, even now, if you walk around at night because it is midterm season, I think the Robarts Commons has mm -hmm. extended hours and mm -hmm. sometimes you just see the lights flashing, you see students there, everyone's focused. There's a giant number of students and, you know, there is stress associated with that and you know they're working hard and they're probably busy out of their minds, but that's the university experience and yeah. I think even though it's not always the most fun position to be in it is something that you'll remember and carry with you it, it, it is funny uh, that at exam time and, and final time especially when Roberts mm -hmm. is open 24 hours during final exams 24 hours yeah they have yeah Roberts the Commons should be open 24 hours during final exams it is kind of a fun thing to see like to walk by campus at like one in the morning and have nice. there be a lot of life on campus even at one in the morning when you yeah, see people like yeah. hanging outside getting food going back into robots to study like it is actually kind of a a, a good environment even yeah. though it is like obviously we joke about it u of tears everything like it is funny to see a corner of a university campus you yeah. know 24 hours like students student focused on what they're studying yeah. and getting ready for finals I didn't even know it was open 24 hours because I know during COVID, a lot of the libraries just had limited hours. Yeah. So I guess it's another resource that students can tap into. Yeah, we've, uh, we just, we confirmed with the libraries that mm -hmm. they're going to have their extended hours back again. So that's, oh, that's fantastic. It's, yeah, really positive. Is that just for Robarts? Or? It should right now, I think, be Robarts, only the Robarts Commons. And I think okay. they're probably going to extend it. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll hear more about this semester, but obviously next semester. Fantastic. Yeah. And I know earlier you mentioned course unions, and one question that I've been getting from a lot of students is, how is ASU linked to course unions, and how do they work with each other? How do we support course unions? What exactly is the distinction there? So, great question. So course unions are the lifeblood of ASU. So they are the, they're the student clubs that make up um, our council. They make up basically what our organization is. And they are the like you can imagine them being like the the academic clubs for those departments mm -hmm. so they have students who run for elections they uh, host events in their own departments they have socials they meet with their instructors hopefully they meet with the like the actual departments themselves and talk mm -hmm. about curriculum things like that so they host events they are the best place you can get involved if you're looking to get involved academically on campus i would highly recommend going and uh, getting involved with your course union, you can find all of the contact information on our website at www.assu.ca under course unions. Um, you can shoot them a message, you can find them on social media. Um, they are always looking for students to get involved. And this is something that I spend a lot of time during September and October telling to new students on campus is that there is very little barrier to get involved with your course union. 
you don't have to worry about them not wanting new students. They're always looking for new people to get involved. That's how clubs and groups on campus refresh themselves every couple of years, is getting first and second year students involved. Yeah. So if you're thinking about it, if you're worried that you may not have enough experience, forget about that. Just contact them, see when they're holding their next event, their general members meeting, anything like that, yeah. and try to get involved. But if I'm a first year student and I haven't declared a major yet, how do I know which course you know I'm part of? That is an excellent question, Jolie. So basically, if you're a first year student, and I'm going to use the, the default uh, the default life science <laughs> groups groupings. So you're a first year student, you don't know what you're going to study yet. Um, you can look in the calendar, you can see potentially you're in your bio 120, you're in chem 135, you're thinking potentially of getting a major in uh, like uh, physiology or immunology or human bio. Those all those programs all have course unions. So if you're not even sure what you want to do yet, like or let's say you're poli sci or IR like student, you're not sure what your major is going to be yet, or you're not sure you're going to specialize, you can look up those course unions in the programs you're already taking. You're in the introductory Paul classes. You're in the introductory like uh, human bio or um, like chemistry classes. You can go to those events right now. Yeah, and even if you have a general idea of what you want to major in, even if you haven't declared post yet, if you're a first or second year student. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, you can just shoot them a message on social media. A lot of them have Instagram pages yeah. and Facebook pages just Absolutely. to see if there are ways to get involved or who you can get in touch with. Oftentimes, they often have mentorship, too. So if you want to explore your options and you're just curious as to what they offer, those are also some resources that you can tap into. No, yeah. You raise a great point. That it's the course unions themselves who are going to tell you the, um, the pros and cons of each program yeah. that their departments host. So, yeah, you can get some really great information. I mean, I've only ever seen positive experiences from them. They're very friendly people, typically. The people who, you know, come in to say hi during office hours or even the people who are in council meetings. And usually, I think, our course unions are run by a pretty fantastic bunch of people. And they're the student leaders. So they're more than ready and more than excited to help you out with really any questions you have that are course related mm -hmm. yeah so i guess apart from course unions then how can students get involved and ask you if that's what they're interested in well it's a great thing <laughs> you asked there's a apart from course unions which as i say are the lifeblood of the union we will be holding elections at the end of this year so in march we generally have elections for our executives. And the executives are the team of students who basically are empowered by our council, made up of our course yeah. unions, um, to lead the union um, and engage with policy with the dean's office, host events, basically be the, the leadership of the union. Um, we'll have four executive positions that are gonna be elected in March, and then one president position. So if you're thinking that maybe you wanna throw your hat in the ring, look for our announcements uh, if you're an arts and science students or if you're an arts and science student you're going to be getting emails from us anyways announcing yeah. our elections so look forward to that it generally happens at the end of the uh, term so look around like march just before final exams yeah so i guess why don't you tell us a little bit about the initiatives then that asu has and if i were to serve as an executive what kind of projects are around what's available for students you know, just before we touch off here great question so we have some standing uh, things that ASU does every year. Um, one of them is, of course, the Undergraduate Research Conference, which is an interdisciplinary conference that takes place in the winter term. It brings together students across all of the disciplines. So it's not just you know a poli-sci conference. It's not an immunology conference. It brings across everything. Um, so that'll be happening. It's now, I think, in our sixth year, which is fantastic. Um, it'll be happening at the end of January. Um, and that is one of the, you know, premier 
initiatives that the Arts and Science Students Union holds. We also do the Arbor Journal of Undergraduate Research, and that's again interdisciplinary. Uh, it's now going into its fourth year, uh, and we are accepting and have, I think, uh, num uh, submissions have now closed, but it's a great group of students who are submitting their academic work for publication. We also have a tutoring program for high school students called Project Universal Minds, uh, where you work one-on-one -on -one with high school students. Uh, as you said, Jolie, we do a coffee house. Uh, we do Exam Jam, which is an exam de-stressor event. Uh, we'll have uh, usually one or two academic events during the year, like a smaller uh, academic event in the fall, and then potentially like a bigger academic event in the spring. Um, and so look forward to that. Uh, and the other options, to get involved is really whatever you bring to the table. I mean, obviously this podcast was started by an executive a couple of years ago and you've taken it on. Um, any executive is, uh, you know, free to bring whatever initiatives they want to the union and uh, we can make it happen. Yeah, so I guess some of, some of the main takeaways of that is that there's always opportunities to branch out mm -hmm. and there are opportunities for whatever interests that you're really interested in. So I'll let Gavin take a little bit of a break right now, but as we're nearing the end of this first episode, I'd like to take this time to thank you for listening. If you've stuck to the very end, we appreciate it, and hopefully you'll keep tuned for the next coming episodes. We have some pretty exciting guest speakers who are talking about a range of topics from COVID-19 to accessibility services to health and wellness to anything really that you need. But even if we don't touch on any topics or answer any questions you have, don't forget, as we mentioned, that you can come in and talk to us anytime. You can reach us on social media. We have emails. We have a website. That's www assu.ca and you can reach us on any platform at any time and we will do our best to get back to you within a timely manner so really anything you need any questions you have i don't feel like you need to wait around for us to answer your questions feel free to reach us we're at least i like to think pretty approachable and pretty friendly and we love to hear from students that is what we do and what we strive to do and serve students and we love doing that that's part of our jobs so then I guess to end off this podcast episode, Gavin, you have experienced what it's like to be a U of T student, and you've also experienced what it's like to serve as a staff member on ASU. If you were to condense the top three pieces of advice or tips and tricks to students these days, what would they be and why? Oh, Jolie, that's a tough one. Okay, I'm going to, the first thing I'll say right now, because it is, you know, this stressful time of year. This is the advice I give all the time to students right now when they're worried about those first midterm marks coming in or not being prepared. You know, I'll just say it is very early. I'm speaking to the first and second year students who are out there right now, maybe listening to this. It is incredibly early in your university career and you cannot let um, one or two quizzes or midterm results um, really discourage you because I have mm -hmm. seen from my time here Students who have potentially struggled in that transition to university really go on to excellent research, excellent professional schools, and excellent involvement on campus. So I'd say if you are second guessing yourself right now, I say put that out of your mind because there is a lot to learn, the transition is hard, and I always see students um, succeed once they start realizing their own strengths and realizing how best to study and how best to write tests at U of T. Mm -hmm. So that's my biggest piece of advice right now. It's a very important one. Is you, yeah, you're gonna do fine. It, is, <laughs> it has been a tough couple of years. We're all sort of coming back to the to transition right now. And I know that uh, you're gonna do fine. The other piece of advice, as we talked about a little bit earlier, is get involved. This is a very big university. It can sometimes feel daunting 
you mm-hmm. might feel, you know, especially when you're walking down St. George, when classes get out, you could just be, feel surrounded by, you know, thousands of students and you may think they all know what they're doing. They don't. They may look like they do. They don't. The best thing you can do is get involved, figure out what you like to do and go and do it. There is a club for you. There is a, an event for you. There is a group of people who share your interests. You just have to go find them and they're going to be willing to, uh, to hang out with you. <laughs> That's the second piece of advice. The third piece of advice is just to take a breath. Uh, it's almost, you know, November right now. Mm-hmm. This, this term has felt like it just started. It's going to go so quickly. The year is going to go so quickly. I'd say just take a breath. Enjoy this. It really is a cliche, but your time at university, uh, you're never gonna you're never gonna get that feeling back of being a student with all of this possibility in front of you. Mm-hmm. So I say take a breath and enjoy it. Yeah, the four years goes by, or for how many years hey, you need. However yeah. many years you need. It goes yeah. by so quickly, and I mean, in the span of your lifetime, this is really a once in a lifetime thing. Mm-hmm. So cherish it, and I mean, thanks for that feedback. I mean, you always give the best advice. I always say for students, Gavin is like our little student dad. He <laughs> gives very great advice. He's very friendly, very approachable. And obviously, this was just a little snippet of what ASU offers mm-hmm. and the kind of community that is available to you. So again, if you ever need anything, don't hesitate to give us a ring, a text, a call. We're really just a message away. So any final thoughts, Gavin? No, just that this has been great. I've enjoyed this conversation, and I really hope that students reach out uh, either to you yeah. or to the union themselves, and we're, all, we're here for you. And pop by. Come by the uh, hilariously pink office in Sidsmith. It's chat. impossible to miss. Yeah. Well, take care, everyone, and we'll see you on the next podcast episode. Take care, and good luck with all your midterms. <laughs>